0: Thank you for listening to The Leader. Did you know we also do audio news bulletins through smart speakers? There's a new one at 7 every morning. Just ask for the news from the Evening Standard. And you can hear The Leader podcast every afternoon at 4pm. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode. Now, from The Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsland. How did Westminster turn a blind eye to child sex abuse for decades?
1: It talks in the report about a culture of cruising round, Piccadilly Circus, looking at what was described as the meat market of boys and young men who were being picked up by older men.
0: Our Home Affairs editor Martin Bantham on the explosive report that claims a cover-up within political institutions.
2: And He did everything in the Harvey Weinstein playbook, that all, the, all the different measures that he'd been using for decades, it sounds like, to silence people and control people and exert power over people. And he'd got away with it for a really, really long time.
0: The Evening Standard's Phoebe Luckhurst on the impact of Harvey Weinstein's conviction. But do British courts need to catch up with the Me Too movement? Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is the leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment in a moment how the protection of political reputations led to child abuse being ignored. This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the Axa Startup Angel Competition. An official report concluded politicians and institutions at Westminster turned a blind eye to sex abuse against children for decades to protect their own reputations. The independent inquiry into child sexual abuse says there's ample evidence of abusers linked to Westminster carrying out crimes and that nobody seemed to care about the fate of the children involved. The Evening Standard's Home Affairs editor, Martin Bentham, was at the release of the report and joins me now. Martin, this seems to be describing a cover-up by powerful people for decades.
1: What has happened today is that the report has been published by the Independent Inquiry into Child Sexual Abuse which was set up by uh, Theresa May some time ago to look into allegations of sexual abuse by prominent people in institutions and there have been a number of these reports already produced. Today's report was into what people at Westminster uh, knew about activities that were taking place there and indeed whether there were activities at all but what today's report did conclude was that there had been a systematic failure at Westminster by institutions whether that be political parties ministers within government the police and other institutions to take serious account of the welfare of victims when incidents did emerge of People being subject to sexual abuse. Now, there are several cases cited in this. The most notorious ones, I think, involve the former Liberal M- MP, Cyril Smith, and the former ton- Conservative MP, Sir Peter Morrison. Those are two very Graphic examples. There's another example of of police corruption cited, or ongoing issue of police corruption in the 1970s, 1980s, and so on, where it it talks in the report about how uh, a culture of cruising around Piccadilly Circus looking at what was described as the meat market of, of boys and young men. Uh, who were being picked up by older men and police knowing and in effect conniving in this um, activity, this predatory activity which would involve people who were below the age of consent and therefore victims of uh, abuse. How did all this go unreported by politicians? In the case of Smith, what today's report shows is that the then Liberal leader, David Steele, later Lord Steele, uh, was told about these allegations and indeed was, com- was told by Cyril Smith himself after the publication of allegations in Private Eye, told by Cyril Smith himself that the allegations were true, that he'd been uh, abusing young boys. and. Cyril and David Steele did nothing about that. That's described as an abdication of political responsibility by the report today. Similarly, in the case of Peter Morrison, concerns were raised with the Cabinet Secretary in 1986 by MI5 about Peter Morrison's activities and his predilection for boys, young boys, and nothing again happened. Indeed, Peter Morrison was subsequently promoted to be an energy minister in 1987 a year later after these allegations were communicated. He was subsequently made Parliamentary private secretary by Margaret Thatcher and then knighted in 1991 and it's unclear from the report today whether uh, Lady Thatcher as she became knew about these allegations at the time there are conflicting reports about that conflicting testimony has been given to the inquiry about that so the, the today's report draws no conclusions about that but what it does say was that Peter Morrison's threat to young boys uh, was known by senior officials and yet again nothing was done.
0: And Martin what's been the reaction to this report?
1: The, the reaction I think at Westminster will be one of embarrassment, one of shame. The report makes a number of recommendations about if, for political parties about ensuring that they have proper safeguarding proce- uh, procedures in place. I'm sure they'll all be saying they do and that they um, that they want to uh, prevent this happening again. But one thing that is concerning in the report is that it also makes the point that uh, it was until very recently that this culture of denial, culture of uh, failure to confront these problems uh, and, the fr- and the desire to protect reputation ahead of Uh, the welfare of victims that that until very recently was a problem and so one would have thought that would have changed some time ago but in fact it seems not to have done from the evidence that's been given to the inquiry but it certainly will I think serve as a powerful warning that full attention needs to be paid and action needs to be taken when concerns are raised and not sort of swept under the carpet as uh, as has obviously been happening.
0: We have more coverage on that report in the newspaper and also online at standard.co.uk. Next. What I hope happens is that this, you know, shows people that um, you can't do this anymore. Harvey Weinstein's accusers, like Rosanna Arquette, say his conviction's a watershed moment. But does the UK need to change how it handles rape and sexual assault cases? Harvey Weinstein is in hospital. He'll soon be in jail. Convicted of sexual assault and rape, he was en route to prison when he complained of chest pains. He's being treated for high blood pressure and heart palpitations. Regardless, he's scheduled to be sentenced on March 11th and faces up to 25 years. Our editorial column says the impact of the movie producer's downfall will be felt for decades.
2: Your Honour, the defendant is before the court charged with two violent B felonies for two separate forcible sexual assaults against two different women. Most criminal cases affect only those directly involved, the accused, their victims, and perhaps their families. A few are different. They define their age. The trial of Harvey Weinstein marks the moment the Me Too movement won the backing of the law. I was by myself and I had held the phone and everybody's blasting, and I turned the TV on, and boom. And I just burst into tears, burst into sobbing tears. First of all, I feel much more safe, and I feel uh, just elated, like every cell of my being feels like, oh my god, it, we, you know, we have done it. We have finally done it. And I hope it really says to all those other predators in the world, we're coming for you next, buddy. You know, really, enough is enough. Once, someone like Weinstein would never have found himself in court. He'd have got away with excuses. He'd have used his power and his connections to hide his behaviour or downplay it as normal. If that failed, he would have used top lawyers to crush his accusers. And he tried to do all this. The difference is that this time he failed. Justice was done. He did not get away with his crimes. And as a result, others will see that such behaviour will be punished. Dear Harvey, no matter what lies you
1: tell yourself, you did this. Know that the silence breakers will never give up. Survivors will never give up.
0: Our Acting Features Editor, Phoebe Lockhurst, is here. Phoebe, does this feel like an era-defining verdict?
2: I think it does. I think that the the Harvey Weinstein story sort of, Kickstarted started the entire Me Too movement, sort of overdue movement in lots of ways. But it's felt like it's been going on for a long time and his name is always associated with, with this sort of event. And every time, you know, you talk about rape, sexual assault in popular culture, Harvey Weinstein is this kind of huge symbolic figure. And so I think for there finally to have been kind of justice brought against him, it does really feel like quite a seismic moment in the same way that the allegations when they started felt seismic in their way. This is a kind of like full circle of that story, I think. And he did just about
0: everything he could to avoid these charges. He paid people off. He made people sign non-disclosure agreements. We even know they had people tailed, there were private investigators involved, and still they got the guilty verdict.
2: Which is, I think, in many ways the most brilliant thing about it. It was like he did everything in the Harvey Weinstein playbook, that all the all the different measures that he'd been using for decades, it sounds like, to silence people and control people and exert power over people. And he'd got away with it for a really, really long time. And I think what does feel very seismic about this moment, again, is that he tried all that and this time it didn't work.
0: And I think that must feel quite vindicating, not just for those who accused Harvey Weinstein, but anybody who is, you know, experienced that Me Too moment in their their own lives, this must be a watershed case.
2: Absolutely, I think watershed is a good way to describe it because I think that, you know, for so long it's been so easy for people. Like, I mean, Weinstein is the ultimate ver- example of it, but for people of that ilk to kind of get away by exerting their power in all these different ways that they have uh, to get away with it, and I think that. That is what is so brilliant about it, is that he hasn't been able to do so. It finally feels like something might actually have changed and that this could be the kind of, yeah, this is the big turning point.
0: And not just Hollywood, but in businesses all over the world, isn't it? That's what Me Too shows. was a huge, huge problem. And maybe now there can be
2: a line drawn under it, or can we
0: go that far?
2: I think you're right to say that Actually, the Weinstein example is just the kind of Hollywoodification of the bigger problem. You know, yeah, not everyone knows Harvey Weinstein, but a lot of people might know someone who has used measures that are in some way Weinstein light, I suppose. It's probably not enough to say that now everything will be, you know, roses and, and fine and easy. But I do think that you need something really big to happen for there to be that trickle down effect of change everywhere. And I do think that's why a day like this was so important for kind of having that effect across wider industries everywhere. Do you think in the UK the legal system needs to catch up
0: with the Me Too movement now? Because we know that conviction, uh, rape convictions are relatively low given the number that go through courts. We also know there's a lot of cases that never get to court as well.
2: seems to be very difficult to prosecute and yes there does seem to be a culture of not being able to even get to that stage of Yeah, of prosecuting, taking these cases to court. I think the legal system does have to catch up. It's often felt like it's been very weighted against women and victims more generally. And that's something that needs to be addressed. And again, hopefully something like this case could force a sea change there too. Yeah,
0: because in this case, a guilty man was found guilty and justice was done. Finally. And that's The Leader. Please do subscribe, rate and comment through your podcast provider and share us too. Use the hashtag The We're back tomorrow at 4pm.